When my children became teens, there would be a situation or two or three or five in which they'd do something I didn't like. And in those moments, it was easy for me to have a knee-jerk reaction and say, hey, dunderhead, stop it. But that isn't a really good reaction. That's a harsh reaction. It's really best in those moments to pause and to think of a question you can ask your teen so you can listen to them. I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleague, Dr. Danny Huerta. And Connie Albers is a mom of five grown children. She's walked through the journey of raising teenagers, and she shared some of her insights with Jim Daly. Connie, in your book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, uh, you mentioned the importance of listening. And you actually, this really challenged me because you said most parents score themselves much higher (laughs) <laughs> than they should when it comes to their listening skills. You know, oh, yeah, I give myself an A, mm-hmm. and your your teenager probably give you a, a D or an F. So how do we get closer to reality and understanding where we might have a deficit? Ask them. Just ask. Don't That's be good. afraid to ask them. And the answer that you might get from them is very different. And you've got to be receptive to what they say. And then you've got to take that internally, process that. And, and ask yourself some self-reflective questions. Am I listening to learn? Or am I listening to correct? Am I listening just to kind of appease them? Am I fully present and engaged in hearing what they're saying? Am I looking past what the words they're saying so that I can hear the heart and the motive? Because unfortunately, teenagers, they're just not always very articulate at what's really going on inside of them. Yeah, well, the parents union in me is standing up. Let me represent all parents. And <laughs> what they'll say is what I feel sometimes is that, you know, I'm, I'm in it. I'm listening. But how was your day? Fine. How'd you do at school today? Great. How's your friendships? Good. I mean, it's that kind of thing. I know, thing. I hate those you're, one you're word answers. <laughs> your ears are as big as, you know, any elephant. Mm-hmm. And, and yet you're not getting the conversation that you're hoping for. Right. You know, a lot of that, if you know your child, like I am an extrovert in a house of introverts. So I, you know, you can <laughs> you all empathize really with irritating. me. You must be really irritating. At times, my children were not always appreciative of Mom, that. Mom, stop talking to me. <laughs> I had one child. Now, this is fair. I can even say this on because it wasn't a mean comment, but she was in her 20s. And I am genuinely excited to see people. I love people, and I love spending time with people. And she is more reserved. She's my artist. Uh, One-on-one's good at, for her. Just, yes, and but a little limited. bit, a right. little bit. And I hopped in the car. It was 9 a.m. before she had coffee. And <laughs> I was just bubbling because I, you know, she'd already been out on her own and, and I was ready to go. And she's like, Mom, I can only take so much right now. Can you just <laughs> tone it down just for a little bit? And, you know, I could have had my feelings hurt and not talked to her for the rest of the day and, and shed a few tears. But I listened to what she was actually saying. She wasn't saying, I don't want to hear you, Mom. I don't want to talk to you. She was actually saying, can you just tone it down just a little bit? So, and the whole listening is probably, that one in Monitor Your Mouth are probably some of my favorite chapters. Because I dive deep into that. You know, your children, they want to talk to somebody. I mean, if you have a teenager, look at their cell phone minutes, their data plan. You can see they're talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. Is it you? Oh, let it be you. And to answer your question, but you want to talk to them, and they're going fine. I talk about how to ask the right questions at the right time. Are they preoccupied with something? Don't ask the one-word questions. We can do that to our spouse where our husbands come. For me, I'll ask my husband when he comes in, how was your day? Fine. How, was your, how did you do it? Such and such. It went well. Well, 
that can happen just in normal conversation. Sure. But if we ask more specifics, and I give some of these in the book, I often say to parents, when you're going to ask questions and you want to get them talking, ask them questions that relate to their friends. Not just a front, right? Just say, hey, I know your friend such and such was struggling in math. How are they doing? Or did your friends that were fighting, did they get that resolved? And they'll just tell you all about it, which is wonderful. Then you segue, (laughs) right? (laughs) Then you segue into how did you respond? Were you able to, you know, say anything to them? So asking the right questions at the right time, not in an affront of combative way. And I've also found, boy, when we're driving and our eyes are, and we're looking at the road and they're next to us and you ask those questions, they're more likely to answer you because they can't see your eyes dilate or constrict and they can't see how your, you know, your face reacts and you can't see theirs. So those late evening Uh, times when they're going to bed and it's dimly lit in their room and you're asking them, you know, teens have this private world and they will only let those that they really trust that's safe to enter into that. And so that's why listening is so important. And we talk about being available. We have to be available. Let's face it, we are in an extremely busy society. All of us have multiple things going on. We have our own problems going on in our own lives. And we're distracted and we're trying to make the budget work and we're trying to work out our insurance plan and figure out who needs braces and (laughs) all of those things. But when we start to say, you know, listening is key to the heart, once I have their heart, I have influence. All right, Danny, so Connie said right there at the end that listening is the key to the heart. And I think you've said something like that before in our conversations. How has listening to your teens been um, something very helpful to you in your own experience? It's incredible. Uh, it's it's a one of the most effective tools of attachment that you could have with a teenager of being able to show that I'm curious about what's going on in in your life and I'm curious about you. I want to listen to you. I care about you. It's not all about my rules, all about where we're headed. It's I'm going to pause and be present with where you're at. And so I've I've noticed with my son and, and my daughter in their own unique ways. And I uh, remember my daughter saying recently, she said, Dad, I don't, I don't think you heard me. And it was, she was frustrated about some things happening at school, some things uh, that she was frustrated with, with friends and with academics. And she didn't feel she had had my full attention. It was important for me to listen to that and to go, wait a minute. Okay, help me understand what you're wanting me to see. I need to, uh, let me put it down. Clearly, this is important to you. And I I didn't hear it. So let's talk about it. Do we need to walk? Do you want to do it now? And and she appreciated that. And she has said, Dad, you listen well, and I appreciate that. But that also set the tone for her to be able to say when I don't do it right. And I'm okay with that because that gets me reset and focused on her and that connects us in a in a better way. Not everyone is a perfect listener. I've been trained to be a listener as a counselor, and yet I, st- I still don't do it perfectly at all. And, uh, and with my wife, I could do that better with my son, with my daughter. This isn't about perfection. It's about knowing that the tool is so helpful for connection and for knowing what needs to be done next. Uh, so this isn't a measurement as to whether you're a good parent or not. Look at it as a tool that you want to grab when it's time and know when to grab it. And so as, as, as we contemplate the idea of listening, 
Uh, this isn't uh, a shame moment. This is a, man, what an opportunity to go into my child's life, to be present, to show that I care about him or her. I see it as a grand invitation in my child's life, an invitation for me to know a little bit more of what I need to do and make some decisions based on that and know that uh, your child will gain trust towards you and it will enrich your communication in the future. So look, look at listening as something essential to grab for when you're in that day-to-day rush with your kids. And sometimes it may make you late to something else, but huh. maybe that's okay. Maybe that's even better than okay because yeah. you've dialed into your child's heart and now they feel validated, heard, and as you said earlier, attached. And it reminds me of something I just read in the Scripture the other day, Danny. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Listening is a skill. We develop it when we stop talking and start leaning in. So appreciate that insight. Now, as follow-up to the conversation today, we'll encourage you to take our free parenting assessment. Danny, this is something that is a great tool. Listening is a skill. It's a tool. Mm -hmm. This assessment is really helpful for parents. Tell them why. Yeah, and it's a starting point, really, for parents. It doesn't do everything for you. It's a five- to seven-minute investment on your part to uh, reach into this this well-researched assessment we've put together for parents called the Seven Traits of Effective Parenting Assessment. And uh, in that, you will find out more about what your areas of growth are that you can gift your family with and continue to grow in, and then the areas of growth that where, where you may uh, find yourself a little bit deficient in, and you can grow in that. And I challenge parents many times after they get their results, print the questions out and maybe ask your kids for feedback if you're mm-hmm. ready for that to see how it matches. Uh, maybe you have some blind spots there. Uh, and this is all about growth and about grace, forgiveness, and this uh, with that assessment, you you can sign up for uh, content to be sent to you as we invest in you as parents to invest in your children. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. And we'll link over to that parenting assessment in the show notes. Also, we'll link over to uh, Ways to Donate and get that book by Connie Albers, which we're making available to you today for a gift of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Well, next time, Natasha Crane will address how to answer your kids' questions about God. And for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 